You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show. Are you struggling with being happy at work as a dentist? It's a big issue. It's a huge issue in this great profession of ours called dentistry. Today, I bring on a great friend of mine, Dr. Erin Elliott, and she gives us some very specific tips on how to improve our happiness as a dentist or dental professional. Make sure you listen up. I know you guys will enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You know the jam. I love this stuff. I get to invite all my friends who are great speakers, great influencers, great teachers in this great profession of ours called dentistry to share some wisdom, help you guys create a better practice and better life. And one of the topics that comes up a lot is the happiness level of dentists, burnout, all of these things. And we love this profession. And today I have one of the most awesome speakers in all of dentistry, Dr. Aaron Elliott, who is a rock star. I used to call you an up and coming rock star, but you're already there. You're like, you're like the Taylor Swift of dentistry. Everyone's like trying to get tickets to see you and (laughs) you're speaking everyone's language and making connections. So thanks for being on. I appreciate you. Yeah. Isn't it a bad thing to think that you've arrived though? You should never think, think you've arrived. arrived. No, awesome. no, no, no. Yeah. That's, I guess, I guess that's for another time, but like anyone yeah. who says they've arrived, walk away from them. So I can say you've arrived, but you can't say I have arrived. Right. So <laughs> that's why I say, I'm like, I would never do business with someone that the business name is integrity financials. Cause I'm like, if they have to tell me that's a red flag to me. Yes. I would completely. I'm a, I'm a very humble person normally. <laughs> whatever. Um, well, thanks for having me on. I did take some time from my busy week of my son graduating high school and my professional pickleball career. Yeah. But I would like to remind the listeners that I am still a practicing dentist. I am not just a speaker. I, I am in the trenches day in and day out. Well, three days a week anyways. Yeah. You're a real person a very cool person. You're a mom, 
you're a wife, you have your business, you're also a speaker, you juggle a lot and it is fun to watch you do what you do. And you're also a great thinker. Like I like the, I love the way you think. Now I have a lot of young listeners, some, a lot of them in dental school too, cause I, I hang out with dental students a lot and I love it. Um, if they've never heard Aaron Elliott, give them a little glimpse. Who are you? Where do you practice? What do you do? Well, I am actually about to have my 20th anniversary of my first day of practice. Um, I grew up in Orange County, California, went to a really small NAIA school in Western New York in the middle of nowhere on a soccer and academic scholarship because academics was always very important to me. But I happened to like sports too. Um, I met my husband there. We got married after my junior year, went to Omaha, Nebraska for Creighton University Dental School, graduated 2003 and beelined it to Northern Idaho. And I started as an associate at Post Falls Family Dental to where I am partner today. Yeah, which is absolutely gorgeous. Why'd you guys pick Idaho? I never asked you that question. So my husband being from upstate New York, and when I say upstate, I mean Northern, like Watertown, way up by the Canadian border. So lakes, mountains, trees, all of those hunting, fishing, all that stuff. Well, as soon as he met me, this West Coaster, and he realized you could have summer in lakes and mountains and trees without humidity and bugs, he was sold. So we found we found our little piece of paradise. But it's closed now. It's closed now? Yeah. It's paradise up there where you guys are at. So that is so cool. And um, I want you to talk about this. So... And just so you guys, if you're listening or if you're watching the podcast, so Erin uh, sends me a text today. She's like, hey, I forgot to put um, in the chat well, like what we we're going to talk about today. Um, I've seen a lot of unhappy dentists lately. And I wrote her back. I'm like, this is a great topic. And so I want you to tell me what that means. Why? What have you heard? What are you seeing? You get to talk to a lot of dentists. Later, we're going to talk about 3D, what you guys have done, which is remarkable. But you're having a lot of face-to-face conversations with dentists. Why did you suggest that or what What are you experiencing? Well, I have to say it's on social media. The, the dentists I see coming to our courses at 3D Dentists are the ones that seem to enjoy dentistry. Like they want to keep learning. So I think it's a little bit different demographic. If I go to a state meeting, it's a little different. Um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like we have been blessed in choose the career that we have chose. And I just, it breaks my heart to think that you go to work every day dreading it or the Sunday night like paralysis that I hear about, the dread, the stress, the beaten down uh, having to go sit in the restroom to deep breathe because that's the only place no one bothers you. Um, just one thing after another. And it just breaks my heart because I do think we've been given a gift. Um, I, and I know it's not natural for, for to be as like exuberant as I am. Like at, on Pickleball, I'm known as Aaron the Dentist because it like oozes out my pores easy, even though there's other dentists that go play. Um, so. I am, I do feel lucky that way. However, I feel like there's some choices I've made along the way to make it that way. Right. So that physically, mentally, emotionally, all of those things, I still enjoy it. Sometimes I have to pretend like it's a sacrifice to my family to have to go to work. I'm like, oh, I'm doing it for you guys. But I, I, yeah, I enjoy what we do. 
I think we're blessed. Yeah. And you're going to take us through a framework that you guys use that has, there's a lot of um, to do's in this framework. So I want you guys to listen up as Aaron takes us through this. And before we do, I totally agree with everything you said. This is such a great profession. The first thing, you got to get around good people. And so if you're going to CE, those are the people that are in it. They're excited to Mm -hmm. learn. So I totally agree with that. And the other thing is you spend 30% of your life at work. 30% of all the breaths you ever take in your life will be at this place called work. So challenge accepted to enjoy those breaths at work, you know, like, and and it's, you don't have to have perfect. All you need is progress. All your environment has to do is get a little bit better every month. And then you've got this extra energy in your step and you're like, wow, it's not as bad as it was two years ago. This is so great. And I'll, I'll throw this last one in there. If you listen to what Aaron says and you say, oh, I can't do that. Remind yourself, there's no rules. Like, this is America. There's no rules in this profession. You can practice whatever you want. You are not, people don't make rules for you. Would you agree, Erin? I think that's exactly, obviously there's some things in dentistry you might have to do, uh, but really we are blessed to be able to create and change and, and create an environment that, that suits you. Yeah. You don't have to conform to what, We've been told, especially nowadays, man, 90s dentistry, you were told you drilled and filled, you referred, and you'll make a pretty good living. But now it's, you can make it what you want it to be. I do, by the way, I do have to give a shout out to Josh Fennell. He came to CE, said it was the Act Dental podcast, and we... We've uh, connected ever since. So Love it. I love it. And it's been fun. And that's what, you know, you mentioned this before we hit the go button. It's the connection piece. It's like this profession's so great. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a speaker, a friend, a colleague, another dentist in your study club, what makes it so much fun is you look back and you go, I was around some good people. So you're going to take us through this framework. Um, Aaron, if I'm a 32-year-old dentist and I'm listening and I'm not very happy, where do I start? What do you suggest? <laughs> well, first, I'm not an expert. I don't have any consulting experience or anything like that. And second, um, I'm not very foo-foo. I'm not going to give you inspirational quotes or anything like that because I think it's <laughs> meaningless if you have no practical application behind it. Saying that, um, I think a good place to start is to simply write down what it is you do like about dentistry. Now, my, my dad told me this story one time. He was a dentist. He's passed away now. But he never had an associate because he could just never find anyone that he, you know, trusted with his patients or connected with. And I always remember this because he said he was in an interview once. And he said, well, okay, so tell me what you like about dentistry. And the associate said, well, let me tell you what I don't like. And that was like number one like red flag, right? He's like, he's not the person. So what is it about dentistry that you do like? And what can we do to promote that, create that? Like sometimes there's things that you have to do, but it's not all you have to do. Yeah. Um, Give me an example. Oh, God. No, go ahead. Like, so I'm thinking about. For me, what I, what I like, I, I love sitting back and watching my team take ownership over their jobs. I delegate anything I possibly can. 
that's within the law, sometimes even in the gray area. Designing crowns, what I don't even know how to work an oven. So saying that, I love to sit back sometimes and I'm like, this is so beautiful watching them and the team and how we where we can schedule patients and like I'll do that. And I it, to me it's beautiful. The the other thing I like about dentistry is actually the problem solving. Nothing's ever gonna go as planned. And so my favorite thing is something comes up, how are we going to find our way around it? And I have a rule. If it's something's not working after five minutes, we do something different. I don't know. I like trying to, even in sleep, that's what sleep is to me, is taking these patients, all of their pain points and connecting it and see, showing them how we can help them and taking the data from the sleep study and telling their story. So, so not everyone loves when things don't go as planned. So um, that might not be everyone on everyone's list. And I actually love the patients. When Dr. Harness, she's um, just bought into the practice now. She's been an associate there. When she first started, I was like, oh my gosh, you got to come meet Scott. He's my favorite patient. Oh, you got to come meet uh, Sally. She's my favorite. And she looks at me one point and she's like, how many favorites do you have? And I was like, oh, I guess I, I love the connections with the patients. Maybe it's the small town thing, but they're all people. 95% of them are amazing. Don't take home the 5%. Totally agree. And I love what you're seeing because if you're a dentist listening, you're like, well, Aaron, that sounds great, but I don't have a team like you're talking about. And I don't have chairs full of patients like that. And I think in an ideal world, like if I came to work in your practice, I might like a lot more. What would you say yeah. to that? Well, I feel like we hired and fired a lot. I mean, just like we have some that have been there for a long time, um, but we have some that it's just like constant. If you come to one of my lectures, you'll see I can digitally remove and add people out of the staff photo now, like team photo. Um, so I've, you have to kiss, what is it? Kiss a few frogs to find, whatever it is. But I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to let people go anymore. I really not. That, it took a little bit of time to get over that, but um, I want the right people in place. People that when I walk by, I hear them say, oh, I love this job. Um, and some of it's creating a culture. I'm not a micromanager. I find people that take uh, initiative. Um, we have a very fun, but professional, friendly, I mean, our tagline is join our family. Like, I feel like we have that connection. We just had a 30 year anniversary party and I could not believe how many people were there for 30 years. Um, it even starts with our digital sign. We have like Ted Lasso doing the dance and saying, is Ted's cleaning today? Or, uh, or you should check out our TikTok and Facebook now. Like, it, it's just, I feel like we create that culture um where people feel comfortable but then there's there's still some duds that you get and you just have to not be afraid to let them go and just keep trying and what what if you do a lean and mean like we created this beast where we just keep growing but some of we have a large team because some of it is like well I want to be home with my kids I only want to work three days a week so we kind of navigate and negotiate some of that um but what if you had one hygienist, one assistant? Like that's not such a bad play. If that if you don't want to manage a big team and worry about schedules and hours and all that, <laughs> just lean a mean. Totally agree. And um, 
you know, the more people, this goes for your team and for the chairs. The When you find the more right people, the more right people you put in those right seats, it's, it's just weird. Things happen. You start to enjoy yourself a little bit more. The bigger it gets, the better you have to be at that, obviously, because there's more complexity. Um, but again, I think one of the things that I see is people tolerate too much. You know, they tolerate bad behavior with their team members. And I was there. I've been clinically diagnosed as a wuss. And for years, I tolerated a lot of that. <laughs> and you can't fake being nice. You can't even fake being fun because you're just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and what I realize now is that was my fault for not being super clear. And same thing with the people you serve. You know, again, it'll never be perfect, but the higher no. percentages you have, the better you are. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I feel like I like to, I like to really focus on their strengths and not what they don't do. So I have a ortho, she was an ortho for 25 years. She filled in a maternity leave that she had to learn general dentistry. She's a freaking rock star and she can fix anything. She doesn't do blood. She does all my ortho. She doesn't do blood. I am not going to make her do extractions then. So I have another assistant who's my implant champion and she loves that stuff. I, I really put her to the test, bringing her down to the implant pathway live surgery and where you fillet the patients open. She loved it. We're good. But yeah, just, I like to celebrate um, what they are good at, give them some autonomy. They do like that. They don't want someone picking on a, or, you know, picking on everything. But the other thing is most dentists are a little OCD. So it's really hard to let go yeah. or trust that it's getting done. And I know they have to pass the test. Obviously I'm not like totally given free reigns from the beginning, but they seem to appreciate that. Yeah. I love it. So what's tip number two? Well, I think a few things you can do is create, and I'm not great at this, but the short-term goals, something to, like when you feel so overwhelmed, there's so much going on. Life just seems to be pressing you down with the family and all everything else, but what can you control? So short-term goals are typically money-based and it's something that you can accomplish in 90 days. So it's just kind of like getting a new team member or implementing morning huddles, just those little things that you can my favorite, I still write out, write out checklists because I love making that check. I love making the line through that I got it done. And so it's like, what can I get done easy? And then some of these longer term projects, like I, I set aside time for. So the like medium term goals are like six to 18 months. Like what equipment are you going to buy? Are you going to drop certain insurance PPOs? What CE um, can you schedule to get to your long-term goals? And those are more like creating flexibility and satisfaction, something you want to accomplish in two years. Is it building or moving? Is it introducing new procedures, new technology, new team members to help you implement these things? So do you ever take the time to do that? Plus, it really it really does feel nice when you can accomplish some of those things and not feel like you're never getting anything done. And in doing that, go ahead. No, you go, you go, you go. So first step is, is goals. And then, you know, what you can do to get there. The second is when you're looking at long-term, you're like, man, my life would be so much easier if I didn't have to work X amount of days. My body can't hang, can't keep up. 
my work-life balance is out of control. You know, I hate that term anyways. Um, I, I need to change my hours if I could. So for me, I didn't even realize I did this because I, I hadn't met T-Bone yet. He's my idol and mentor, but, um, I realized that if I worked till five and got home, the kids were in their like monster phase, ready to eat. I'm rushing out of the office. But if I stopped at four, I could tidy up all the tasks that I needed to get done and leave at the office, get home when the kids were still okay. And I could spend time with them, help them with homework. And well, my husband made the dinner and um, it just one hour, one hour made a world of difference. I so my schedule since then became seven to four. I still take a lunch break, but that gives me flexibility for working through lunch or, you know, I don't, that's very rare that I do that. I like to take a mental break. Guess what? You get to control the schedule. My partner hated getting up early. So he has older kids. So he's eight to five. So the office gets to be open that whole time. We captured the 7 a.m. hygiene patients and the 4 p.m. Never in this world would we ever work past that because in North Idaho, everyone's coaching their kids, baseball teams. And like, it's just, they move here for the lifestyle. So I'm not going to ask my team to work beyond that. And so then, I mean, just simple thing like that. So if I want to condense down to three days a week, I mean, I remember the day I said to my partner, what do you think if I found an associate, how about we both work three days a week? He's like, okay, because we're a big picture. We don't think about, well, what if this? What if that? What if that? We just are like, okay, let's figure it out. It always works out. Um, But you might need to do just a little bit of math because if you want to make X amount a year that you need to for your lifestyle, what makes you comfortable, the area that you live in, Write down also how many days of work of week you want to, or how many days a week you want to work, and then how much time you want off. So you kind of have to think about how many days a week in the year you want to um, work, essentially. And then you need to find out how much you would need to produce a day to do that. So simple math problem, but you, what is your production now? And what does it need to be to make that happen? Well, there's a few ways you can make that production. And it's not, I mean, one, you can do more on the patients you already have. Second, you can look at what procedures you're sending out the door. I freaking hate root canals. We have a way with chairside milling with Sarek, we can do a root canal and a crown in the same amount of time of instead of scheduling a root canal and then bringing them back for a crown and then seeding the crown. So I, but I don't, I don't do root canals. Well, guess what? I found an associate that does. What procedures are you sending out the door? We were sending out implants, extractions with bone grafts, or we were sending out a lot of ortho cases. And guess what? The patients don't go anyway. So I decided I really like the surgery path. So I just totally took a, you know, CE in that, focused on that. Now I hate cosmetics so much that I don't even want to do a number nine incisal filling anymore where my associate loves that stuff. And so I don't have to, she can take all the CE she wants in that stuff. Obviously I still know how to do that and and well, but I've focused my time and energy on this. She focused her time and energy on that and we can cross 
um, refer and keep it all within the same roof. So my production went up. I mean, it's probably, I don't want to, I should probably look at this before I quote it. It's probably one and a half times what it was in three days than I was in four days. Wow. And we were scheduling more efficiently, um, allowing my assistants to do more. I have a whole side column of sleep and ortho. Um, I mean, there's so many things that you don't necessarily have to be in the mouth. And so we just figured, figured it out. That's, that's my motto. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. I wear it on my, I wear it on my wrist. And I love that formula because it really is a math problem. You know, another thing you could do is reduce your PPO participation at some yep. level. And, and then you're, what's really cool about what you're proposing, it's just a few dials that you play with. Like how many days do you want to give up in order to do that? And this is really important because most people or most dentists just think I got to just put my head down and produce more. And that's not really a good way to think about it. Your production per day tells us a lot. You know, and, well, and I don't want to produce more stuff I don't like doing. Right. I'm not going to go do root canals just for the money because I really just first, I don't think I'm good at them. Second, I really don't enjoy them. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to dread going to work if I have a day full of root canals. Yeah. You know, like you can you can shift it. Not everyone can get an associate, but it's not such a bad thing because when I leave, my patients are taken care of. I'm never on call. We get we pay our assistants to take the emergency phone home rarely get bothered. Um, yeah. What is it that, that you want to get rid of? What things can you delegate and just do it? Uh, there was something, Oh, what else was the, Oh, in office payment plans have allowed us to do more quadrant full mouth dentistry and sedation too. Like, man, if you're already here, let's get it done. And so we've really, I feel like that's where we've really blossomed is doing more and not in even the way I treatment plan. Doc, Kelly, Dr. Harness came into our practice and she'd be doing two crowns on patients I'd been seeing for years. And I was like, I, what, huh? they don't like, they would never do crowns. I had to do big fillings on them. She goes, I don't know. I just told them they needed a crown. And I was like, I, you know, you just get comfortable or you think, you know, people. So really stepping back and evaluating myself and how I approach treatment planning and the co-diagnosis with hygienists. Like there's so many nuances that I didn't, I wasn't even aware of, um, but just kind of did it by instinct. And then of course, like I said, meeting T-Bone and people like you and listening to podcasts, I realized that there's just a few tweaks with what I'm already working with that can make our life easier. Right. I love this. And so if you guys are listening, you got to get around people like Aaron and T-Bone and Sully and anyone that can improve your thinking. Cause most of your problems aren't your problems. They're how you think about your problems. You just got to, you know, sometimes you don't think, well, patients don't want all this dentistry or there's no dentistry yeah. to do in my office. And that, those are silly or I could that never do a big do, wake up call. Yeah. It's amazing what you can see when you're around other people that help you think bigger. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. What's your next tip for us to be happy as a dental professional? Um, I, you know, I never realized the importance of a mentor. So I, I keep referring to T-Bone. They, 3D Dennis is the umbrella that I teach under. I teach the sleep apnea. Now, for anyone that physically is just exhausted from dentistry, there are other things you can do that aren't so taxing. Um, 
for for sleep it like i shared earlier it was like it helped i it's like a solving a mystery it's detective work connecting with patients helping them navigating medical insurance you know things like that that i don't physically take anything saves my neck my back everything but it's also a lot of it i can delegate too so i can be producing if i wanted to um so kind of look at uh Things like, oh, and also technology. Uh, we added the cone beam that increases case acceptance and shows you a lot more dentistry that needs to be done. We did go with the chair side milling, not just the chair side scanning. And we love it. There's so much flexibility that you can get. I, I have a whole new lecture on cone beam and, and that, and it's kind of fun to show the potential of the possibilities and how, how really you do get your return on investment. But it's a big plunge. Yeah. The one that we were... Again, we didn't go, what if, what if, what if? We're like, hey, I said to my partner, what do you think if we buy, you know, mill, oven, um, scanner, and a cone beam? And he's like, okay. <laughs> and it's been awesome. So not everyone can do that, but it, it usually does work out. Yeah, it does. It does. And when you're... you're so, you're yes. What CE are you going to take? I like to do it live. I like to surround myself by people that push me a little bit, um, that show me a different way to do things than we've been taught in the past and um, really like dentistry. And the 3D Mastermind, I have seen lives transformed. I'm not joking you. Transformed. Yeah. Because of doing the simple things that Soli and T-Bone have asked them to do. Yeah. I, I mean, tears in grown men because of how much it's impacted their lives. And, and that's what it's all about is family, enjoying what you do, um, having a life. Yeah. And think about this in-person CE. There's so many benefits to it. it you're going to learn a lot, but really it gives you the fire in your belly. You come back and you're like, whoa, <laughs> that was so cool. You're also encouraged by the people that are around you. And I also want you to think about this. Some people are like, well, I don't know if I would fly all the way out to North Carolina and thank those cars. And they say, and what if I spend all that money? Like, think about it. They've spent a lifetime figuring this stuff out. It's worth it to get on a plane and just take it all in for a couple of days. Don't try to figure this out on your own. Wouldn't you agree? It's so much fun. And we, we, we have the retreat where we all hang out with each other. You get to be like right up and close and personal with someone like me who's arrived in life. <laughs> just kidding. I, did, I, I am pretty good at ping pong though. Um, it's a very special place in both, you know, everyone that works under the 3D Dennis umbrella is just amazing. But what I, why I knew that's where I belonged is because of the practical implementable nature of it. I never thought I would ever, ever speak in my life. I kind of got recruited into it. Like, Hey, this girl kind of figured out sleep and not a lot of other dentists have been able to. So it's like, I got to give it as, as step-by-step step as possible. You still have to do the work. Um, but I just had a girl who reached out to me cause she's like, I just took this mastery course. I'm going for a diplomate with the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. I have no idea what to do. Hours upon hours upon hours and lots of money and doesn't even know how to start one case. And so she did, she did get my online course and already she's like, I got a huge weight let, like she's got a plan. Her team's on board. She's like, I just can't believe that this mastery course wouldn't teach you the practical part of things. And so that's where I feel like I really get to come alongside people and help and 
continue to mentor afterwards. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. So you got to figure out what you do like, get your schedule mm -hmm. and your income right. Use yeah. the formula, take some great CE, and then let's figure out what those days look like, which is procedure mix. Yep. Can you talk with that? Yep. What does that mean? Um, so procedure mix, uh, typical day for me are still onesie twosie crowns with fillings. Um, I, I try to put my smaller fillings either with our new Friday associate or while a crown is milling. Um, I do an implant. We'll scan for implant crowns. I don't have to be there. Uh, we do ortho and sleep consults. Uh, it's a pretty good mix. I'm not like living in a mansion by any means, but I pay the bills. My husband gets to stay home. So it, it works out. Yeah. And wouldn't you agree? Like once you figure out your mix of services during the course of the day, it's based on your energy, your passion, what time of day you like doing these procedures, the mm -hmm. type of patient, what ultimately happens as the byproduct is you're crazy more productive by really analyzing your mix of procedures. Is that kind yeah. of what happened with firm, you? Yeah. And firm financial arrangements so that you actually do get paid. Um, we're still PPO practice, so we have to prove that they needed a crown and all of that. But yeah, it's a good procedure mix. I like that I can run in and do a prep a crown in 10 minutes and, you know, go do something else. Yeah. So my, and my assistants, like I said, they do a lot of those details. Um, I do, I actually don't mind a quadrant full of class two composites. I'm one of those crazy ones. And this, oh, this is one last thing I was going to say about what I do like about dentistry is I remember working on, and I, well, we're good on time. I remember working on my parents' boat. We had not put the cover back on. And so there was all this like black mold kind of thing that had grown. So I went out there and I spent four hours cleaning it up. Didn't make one lick of difference. Couldn't see a difference. And then what I realized is with dentistry, I get to take this broken down, diseased thing and make it whole again in a, a couple hours. Mm -hmm. And just how satisfying that is. And it just happens to be attached to humans. Some dentists don't like the human part of it, but there's a, you can find a connection because we're all humans. You, one way or another, you can find the connection. Yeah. And this isn't just lim limited to doctors. If you're a hygienist, listen, you can also apply the whole mix of services to your schedule yeah. too. And you can put them point. side by side. So here, I'm just going to introduce a crazy thought. Put your seatbelt on for this one. Let's say you like mix of services where you're doing something comprehensive on Tuesday mornings where you just don't want to be interrupted. You could do an SRP in hygiene in the op next to you. Guess what? It's pretty quiet. You know, so you make the rules. Ultimately, yeah. you're providing yeah, better care ultimately. and you can manage your time and how you experience your days throughout the course of the day. I'm loving this. I love this. Yeah. And, oh, and not just when you look at CE2, it's like, okay, what procedures can we bring in? What do I enjoy? But there's a lot that you miss with um, communication and you've got some great tools for that. And just even, like I said, like even proposing a treatment plan. I'm, I was 16 years into it and thought I had it all figured out and even have taken extensive 
um, communication stuff. And here comes my associate and I'm like, oh, I have not arrived yet. So got to keep, got to keep it fresh. Yeah. Always be learning, be in the learning stance constantly. You pick up things from everybody. I mean, people new to the profession, even new team members offer. I'm like, that is a great idea, you know? So keep your ears open. So once you get your procedure mix right now, we got to do some brass tacks. Like, let's make this all happen. What do you think? Walk me through this, Aaron. What do I do? (laughs) So you, so you figured out your procedure mix, right? Right. Right. And then how to schedule it. Wait, wait, let me go back to, I figured out, it doesn't have to be perfect. Let me go back to that. Let's say today, as a result of this podcast, you do what Aaron's suggesting and you come up with, I think this would make me happy. You know, it's so cool. You can try it for a couple weeks and you can tweak it and go, I don't like that particular procedure at the end of the day, not doing that anymore. (laughs) And no one freaks out. Your patients don't go, whoa, 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 what's going on here? You know, you can tweak it over and over. And I'll throw one more thing in there. When you have a huddle with your team members, you can, the huddle's really for patient care, but it's also great connection time. You can pull out your schedule and you can go, hey, you know this new thing we've been working on? Great job yesterday. How you did that, you know, you can reinforce the good and you can point out potential challenges and say, because your team members, guess what? They don't know what you're thinking. So when you experience a mix of services or a day that you didn't like, you got to find a regular pattern. Not just once in a while, pull everybody in and go, hey, I hated this afternoon. Don't do that. A regular huddle is like, okay, yesterday was a challenge. Let me show you why. So yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. And then you can tell a dad joke like I do. And then <laughs> dad jokes are the best. They bring everybody together. Hey, Aaron, why yeah. did the bicycle fall down? Why? It was too tired. <laughs> Giannis told that one. I love it. It's great. <laughs> So what it is you do like about dentistry, your ideal amount of days and ideal income and in a year, what, what production you need to make to get there and what procedures you can bring in that. I mean, I, I can make the same, or I could do an implant in an hour or a few occlusal fillings in an hour, do the math. Um, and then what it is you need to go to, um, learn all that stuff and how to get a team around you that will support it. Love it. Love it. About it. Well, reverse engineering, reverse engineering. Now I want you to touch on delegation because you're a big fan of delegation. That is not, that's a word that takes a lifetime to really figure out what it means and Uh, how to do it. Give us a glimpse. I've never been great at delegation. I'm hoping I'm getting better. What have you learned along the way that you could share with our listeners? Well, it sounds very mature when I call it delegation, but really some of it's laziness. Like I even delegate it in my home life. My my kids have learned to pack for trips for themselves since they were 11 years old. They've been doing their own laundry since they were 12. So Love delegate. It. But on my little worksheet here, I have delegation. List all the things you do in a day. Check the ones you can delegate and highlight what absolutely needs to get done. Not everything needs to get done today. Right. Right. I I ran errands today. It's my least favorite thing. I was like, I have I realized how little I run errands. I 
have created a life where I don't have to <laughs> do that some one way or another. Yeah. So yeah, what can you delegate? What what um and just be okay. It may not turn out the way you want or expect it to. My kid might wear an um wrinkled shirt, but yeah. That's okay. We have one of our team members, he works part-time. His name is Tom. Tom's a, re- a retired accountant. He spent all of his years and he loves bookkeeping. He loves making QuickBooks. Yeah. I want to put a fork in my eye when I open up <laughs> QuickBooks. Like he, yeah. he loves making all of it work. And so I try. I don't even know how to open QuickBooks. You don't? You should. No, I, yeah. I. Well. No, I get my p and I I just have people that do it for me. Yeah, I, I know how to open it up, but I don't know. I, I've forgotten, purposely forgotten how to do any of that. But your point is so spot on. When you find out, and I'll share one last story. I took a, a workshop in Chicago. It was called um, the Unique Ability Workshop with Dan Sullivan, where you have to l- list out all the things that you're good at and that you suck at. And what you find is... 90% of the things on there, you suck at. So I came back from the workshop. I told my team, I go, you guys, I took a workshop for a whole day. I found out I suck at a lot of things. And they go, you had to take a workshop for that? And I was like, yes. And at the end, he doesn't leave you there. He's like, okay, listen, you're terrible at this. You don't get any energy from it. There are people that can do stop doing these things and spend your time on this small, tiny little list of the things that give you energy and you don't do it perfectly, but every one of them that you do what you were recommending, Aaron, you give away the QuickBooks, you give away like the laundry thing, you give away like, you're like, wow, I just freed up a whole bunch of time. Photography is I a good one. I am so stealing that. I am stealing that. What are you stealing? That is exactly, that's that not, that's concept. A, that's not that's brilliant. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I will, that's exactly what I do. I just didn't realize it. Well, I stole it from somebody else and you can steal it from me and his name. I can put all my energy on becoming the expert at what I'm good at. And I said, and my, I just surround myself with people that do the same in their, you know, career. So right now you're, you're opening up a whole box. Now I want to give credit where credit is due. Dan Sullivan was a coach, but here's what he also said about that. Once you start to do that, number one, people tell you you're really good at these few things. Number two, you get more energy from doing them. Number three, you have never-ending improvement. You never say, oh, I figured it out. You thirst to learn more about the things that you're really good at. So as you can see, we're building this huge flywheel Mm -hmm. around the things that you've been given these gifts to do. Now, everybody has them. Like our kids have them. Your team members have them. You have them. The key is you can't spend your whole life trying to figure out what they are. So, Aaron, I love, I'm totally picking up what you're putting down here. So, <laughs> any any last thoughts you have about how to improve the happiness level in dentistry? Surround yourself with people that are happy, too. <laughs> Whoa, go back. Now, explain uh, that. Explain that. I don't I mean, it's a drag when all you hear is patient about patient complaints and this team member that. and. Like I, I'm, I like social media cause I can connect with people, but I can, I, that does stuff does not weigh me down or I just scroll on past. I like, it's infectious when you're around people that love what they do also. And it's not just in dentistry, just, you know, in life. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more dad joke as we close out. My kids hate this one cause they've heard it too many times. So whenever the server comes to your table, 
and they say, do you have any allergies? I go, yeah, to mean people. <laughs> they always laugh. <laughs> My kids are like, that is so old. Like, stop. But it's true. I think I'm allergic to mean people. So I don't know. Aaron, you're the best. I am going to say this. If you have not had Aaron Elliott come to your study club and speak, what are you thinking? Like, she is a real human being, a real mom, a real wife, real, a real dentist, real entrepreneur. You're an expert at sleep. You have sleep champions. I've watched you do your thing. It is awesome. You always leave people in a better place. You are also involved with 3D. I want you to talk about that, what it is. If I'm listening, I've never heard of Sully or T-Bone or you. Where do I go? What is it? Where do I go? 3D-dentist.com or on Instagram. Um, it, You'll see just a variety of uh, CE. Of um, I mean, plus there's let's see CE to implement new procedures. So we have sleep, 3D printing, adult ortho aligners, and brackets. That's totally agnostic. Anything we do is agnostic. Uh, implant placement. So if you don't want to go do full arch, awesome. Learn how to do guided onesies, twosies on live patients. Um, we also have we fully digital, full arch. There's a new crown lengthening course, oral sedation. Like it used to be just me and T-bone sleep in, you know, Syrac, and now it's just uh, grown. And we just have wonderful people that are practicing general dentists, just like you and I, um, that teach it. And then there's the business um, part of things and T-bone's entire mission in life. There, I was like, I'm just so grateful he's willing to share what God gave him um, is to make your life better. And so there's a practice pivot, I believe that's team focused. Um, yeah, he has a podcast dental made dentistry made simple. Uh, then there's the mastermind, which is really, really awesome. Like I said, lives transformed yeah. for team members, for dentists, their families, their patients, pretty awesome. Yeah. You got to check it out. So if you're not taking notes, don't worry. We're always taking notes for you. Flip up to the notes in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever you, Amazon, wherever you're consuming podcasts, you're going to see a link to everything Aaron has shared. So you can click on it, go right to it. You can follow her on social media. It's pretty cool. Like you're really good at social. I hate social media. I mean, I don't, it's, it's a, I'm not good at it. You are good at it. Stop it. No, I don't do fancy like videos or Self, there's like you don't have to be fancy usually. you just have to be real i just like yeah i like sharing well I have, I have so many relationships all over the country and family it's just fun to stay in touch it is it is and i always love the photos that you and your husband and your kids will share of you guys sleeping on an airplane so i i just think it's awesome the the you know the hijinks and the <laughs> there's a lot of fun yeah hijinks that's the hijinks that's it. so funny so Aaron, you're the best i appreciate you thanks for coming on thank you yeah. always always fun you headed to a pickleball game after this what's what's the deal like you're always up to something it, fun <laughs> in-laws are visiting from new york so we'll probably do something chill awesome. but um they're out there measuring right now for a pickleball court going in the backyard. <laughs> Way too fun. You are so lucky. It is awesome. Well, thank you again for being on. Stick around while I say goodbye to everybody else, but thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, just do us a favor. Hit the share button. Share this with your friends. Flip up to the notes and check out the things that Aaron mentioned. 
and follow this plan. It does work. I'm telling you, it does work. Even if you work it a little bit, every little bit of improvement you make makes you a little bit happier. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.